Hello. I am Chuck Landington welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Noah is in Israel this week. One can only imagine what pointless and vaguely right-wing museum she is visiting at this very moment. So exciting. Here's the show. Yes. Noah will be calling in in a bit. You, if, uh, if you're listening live, if you're listening live, you may be a little uh, disoriented because it's 6 o'clock p.m. We're actually, our voices are coming through your speaker. This is the, okay, there's only two of us here today. <laughs> Noah is in Israel. Sid couldn't make it uh, because of some personal issues. And it's the first time maybe in years uh-huh. <laughs> that we are on time. Maybe that's why. Maybe Noah, Noah's in the chat. She's asking if I'm recording. I am indeed recording. The levels are great. And uh, we're on We're on right now. If you want to call in and be a part of the show, we can use as much help as we can get. <laughs> 646-929-1357. That's the number to dial. Uh-huh. And, uh, Are we allowed to uh, say what the personal issue is, or is that... Uh, say it! Sid's cat died. Yes. 291357. That's, That's the number fault. to dial. Uh-huh. And... Uh, we're already fucking up, but I take full responsibility for it. <laughs> All right, that. thank you. I apologize. Uh, yeah, Sid's cat. Died. I gotta say, there's only two of us doing the work of well, three. <laughs> so it's gonna be a little. It's gonna be a little rough. I think we can handle it. That we can handle thing. it. We can definitely handle it. Uh, uh, Noah is in Israel. She said that uh, she would call, and I'm gonna Skype her momentarily to get her updates on all the museums she's visited. Oh, all the God. all the great sights and sounds. She says the weather is great over there. Yeah, it's only 110 this week. <laughs> we we uh, we we need running updates to make sure she's still alive. By the way, no no is alive. She's in the chat right now. All right, that's what I'm saying. Noah has to keep typing in the chat <laughs> so we know that she hasn't been like like uh, impaled on a rock or something. Oh boy, by a Palestinian terrorist. Well, I'm sure Noah has a few shotguns though to keep her. Uh, <laughs> Safe from those rocks. Can you see Noah uh, firing a shotgun? I can. I really can. Noah, uh, I feel like Noah, not to say, like, she's a very feminine girl, of course. But she has tomboy-esque qualities. Like, I feel like she could totally shoot a gun. I could totally see her doing it and being like, and, and maybe having, like, like a little uh, charm on the gun, like like a keychain charm, <laughs> like somehow cued it up a little. Yeah, spray painted pink. I just <laughs> meant that the physical, like the kick. She's eighty pounds. You know, it would, like, <laughs> yeah, it would just send her back. back through a wall. In the chat, Noah says uh, she'd do an Uzi. Let's get Noah on the line since she, we're just talking about her. She'd do an Uzi. She she'd have an Uzi. Israel, you're on the air. <laughs> oh, she's not on the air yet. Hold on, I'm uh, dialing her right now. <laughs> Um, Kafsberger just made a good point in the chat. As long as there's an Asian person in front of it, I can't imagine Noah firing a gun. Ah! I don't think she'd murder an Asian pe- person. I think she just finds them really annoying. Noah, are you there? Hi, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Noah. Hi. Wow, you guys sound really good. Yes, yeah. I know. <laughs> it's so, Darren mostly. Sorry, oh, Ralph. It's okay. Uh, so what part of Israel are you in right now? Um, right now I'm in Tel Aviv and actually I haven't really been to any museums cause I just got here like a day ago. Yeah. That's crazy. I just saw you in New York and now you're calling me from Israel. Isn't technology weird? I know. And it's so great because there's Wi-Fi everywhere. 
So, so I don't so, feel like I'm in a you know in the middle of nowhere. I feel like Sid has a much more valid excuse for not being here because <laughs> you're you're on vacation. You're like get, getting sun and all this. Sid's poor cat passed away. Today. I know. I feel so bad. <laughs> I always thought I was telling Rob this before we started. I just thought that was Sid's wife's cat, and he was just like whatever about the cats. Well, I didn't know the he thing was is, um, you know, his wife was saying how much he loves the cat, so I know that he's really heartbroken. Yeah. So that's kind of a bummer. And I like I just found out right before the show because Rob, um, I am me and said that he's mm. not, that Sid is not coming. Cause it's- so this show is dedicated to the memory of one of Sid's cats. Mm-hmm. Do you know which cat it is? I don't. We'll, we can, we'll, we'll try to call him, see if he picks up. Uh, no. Crying or something, you want to do that. <laughs> uh, Henrietta was one of the cats, and uh, what was the other one? No, do you remember? Ken Pierce, um, Vincent and Henry. Vincent, that was it. Wow, that's really loud, Darren. Can you make that low? It's not that loud, it's on the phone, it's probably louder. I don't know. Well, farewell to Henrietta or Victor, we don't know which yet. We'll keep you updated throughout the show. Make sure the other cat is still alive as well. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got a lot to cover here. We've got to make sure Noah doesn't get hit by any stray bullets. So, Noah, did you, did you do any gun range practice? And you, you mentioned Uzis previously. <laughs> yes. Noah? Still Noah. there? Noah. Hello. Did we lose Noah? <laughs> still got the music, though. Yeah, well, Noah's gone. Oh, Noah's gone. Oh, no, no, I'm here, I'm here, I'm sorry. My cheek accidentally pressed the mute button. Your cheek? (laughs) Hold on, you mean your facial cheek, right? Yeah, 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 that one. I don't know, maybe you're talking to us with your ass like Jim Carrey. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, my ass is not near the phone right now. Yeah, so I sympathize with Sid. I feel bad because I had to put a cat to sleep several years ago. Um, I used to work for a pet psychic at Sirius. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, I remember. That. I don't. Okay, I used to talk to an animal uh, to work with an animal communicator, like on her show. A psychic. And she would always say that the cats, uh, that the animals, like their their energy just leaves the body. It's just their body that dies. Oh, okay, sure. So Sid has to get another cat, and then the soul of the cat that passed away will go into it. I don't want oh, really. Come on. So where, <laughs> the, so that's that animal doesn't have a soul to begin with when it's born? Well, the soul that it gets is Sid's what a, cat. What a crock of shit. So wait, hold on. So let's say I go to the – my cat died. Let's say I go to the animal shelter. Doesn't uh-huh. that cat already have a soul? Like how does that cat – you know, that cat didn't know which – which one I was going to pick when I went there that day. So it has two souls now? No, you just get the cat, and then when you bring it home, the soul of the other cat will go into it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that cat has a soul already. The other, the other soul well, they get just booted? replace it. They Their souls the merge. Oh. Into a new soul. The red soul merge. <laughs> that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> fucking, a soul. A cat doesn't have a fucking soul. Oh. Weigh that cat before well, it dies and then after and see if it is any less. Does anybody weight. have a soul? Are there such things as souls? Who, me? Yeah, I'm asking. No, there's no such fucking thing as a soul. Come on, Darren. Come you on, have God. soul because you can keep um, a pitch. 
You stay in pitch when you sing. So you have soul. <laughs> you have soul, Darren. You know how to sing. Oh, that's a different definition of soul. I have that. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> well, don't you think that people have like special energies or something? Sure. Like, what? Can, wait. Let's go. What? What? What kind of energies do people have? Like chakra, a chakra. Yeah, I guess so. Do you have a chakra, Noah? What's a chakra? Is it chakra? I don't know. It's like some kind of some one of those fucking bullshit things. That, <laughs> I think that's uh, Indians do that. Chakras, <laughs> auras. No, you know a fucking chakra. Give me, a, get the fuck out of here. Nobody has auras. Good vibes. People have good vibes. <laughs> Vi- yeah, vibes are like you know how you're feeling. You know that's okay. But it's not a thing inside you that you do. But there's somebody... energy inside people. I mean, how does your body move? Muscles. What about like when food, when your body breaks down food and converts it to energy? That's stuff? called your gastrointestinal system. <laughs> that <is all laughs> Thank you. And when you My die, been suffering through well, this trip. When you die, it stops working. Oh. <laughs> it goes away. <laughs> and then you just shit yourself. Yes. You know that's what happens when you die. You yes. just shit yourself. I've heard that. And your fingernails grow and your hair grows and stuff. Yeah. Your body turns purple. Mm-hmm. And attractive. a bunch of ooze comes out of your hole. Yeah, that ooze is called your aura. A bunch of ooze came out of my hole earlier today. <laughs> really? I need some Turkish food, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> What'd you have? Gyro? A gyro, yeah. Just like a quick on-the-go mistake. <laughs> that is... It was good. It was good. I'm not, I don't regret it, but, you know, you pay for it. That happened to me too, Rob, but we had like street falafel and I got like a bunch of hot peppers and I think that was the mistake. Oh yeah, no, I didn't <laughs> even have any hot sauce in it. It was just the meat. Uh, how was the flight? Were there any annoying Hasids, any babies, any... any? No, because I told you there's a yeah. trick to flying to Israel. You have to take the Friday night flight uh-huh. oh, and then man. there's no Hasids because they don't fly on Shabbos. <laughs> so it was actually a great flight. I passed out the whole way. No Jews. And then for the... Huh? No Jews. It's a, always a great flight. Yeah, well, there are Jews, but like Israelis, not Hasidic Jews. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. I have no problem yeah. with secular Jews. The food was disgusting. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like one? a, um, there was two options. You can have the chicken or you can have the pasta with meatballs. Mm-hmm. So my sister took the chicken, which was not a chicken. What was it? It was like a chicken. It was like a, like a block of meat. <laughs> And it was in this like, um, like slu- like yellow sludge with noodles. Oh. Yeah. Sounds like something you get at Glatmart or something. Yeah, and the meatballs look like bird shit on the pasta. It was so disgusting. I don't know if you know this. The food on uh, on that airline is sponsored by J two. Yeah, <laughs> they supply all the food. <laughs> I wish it was J two. It would have been way better. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Um, but today I rode a bike around Tel Aviv in the street, like people do around Williamsburg. And I was one of those people. Hmm. And then I went to the beach. Are there a lot of hipsters there? Um, no, there were a lot of like kids and a lot like guys in Speedos. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. That's horrible. Is it 150 degrees over there? Um, yesterday it was like in the high 80s, but really humid. But I don't know. I mean, they're saying that it's a heat wave, but it's really not that bad. I don't care. I like it hot. (laughs) You just like the meat and you like it hot. (laughs) You like the heat and the meat. (laughs) I like the heat and the meat. That's right. (laughs) 
but there's not I mean I just got here uh yesterday I think yeah <laughs> my god it's so loud I lowered it I lowered it sorry is it better well you did a good job of setting up we're working on things thank you I don't know how to do love I don't usually do the levels it's it's weird okay just just bring down Darren's computer a drop yeah I brought it down <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Noah. Fascinating radio here. I think it might just be uh, really loud. I don't know. Yeah, why? Why? Well, why? this is good because it's like we're testing it out for when people call in to do interviews. Yeah. Now, now I understand. You hear that, audience? You're a test for when we actually. Someone asked if I saw Stephen Wilson. No, I have. I didn't see him. Um, but Orphanland played. There was like. Um, like a white party in Tel Aviv two days ago. I wasn't <laughs> None here, of those people are white. No, no, it wasn't like that. It was like what Diddy throws where you, you have to wear white. white. All white. Yeah. What? We get it. We get it. You have to wear all oh, white. Okay. I was just making a joke. I thought, yeah, it wasn't a Caucasian party. It was just <laughs> called a white party. Noah's the whitest person in Tel Aviv right now. They're all brown. That's true. <laughs> <sighs> How, how was the white party? Oh, I didn't go. It happened like the day before I got here, but my friend said that they played, which is pretty cool. It was like a big event in Tel Aviv. Oh. Um, what else is happening around here? Uh, ammunition museum? Um, no, I'm not going to the ammunition museum. Any museums on the itinerary? I'm only going to go to the uh, Tel Aviv Museum of Art. Oh, that's, that's cool. Uh, ironically, the Tel Aviv Museum of Art is just uh, also just a museum just of a ammunition. Tank. Yeah, they just paint. <laughs> yeah, just they, tanks. they do painting on guns. It's funny. Yeah. No, they uh, blood splatter. It's like also like the Iron Throne made out of guns. <laughs> just a lot of gun-like artwork. <laughs> no, was also going to the little-known uh, Palestinian Museum of Art, where they just have Israeli heads on it, pikes. It's actually just a giant <laughs> hole. Because <laughs> it's been bombed mercilessly by heartless oh Israelis. God. I was going to say, they just put they put like a picture, a painting of money on the front, and they lure Jews inside, and then they blow it up. <laughs> oh, my God, you're horrible. <laughs> so terrible. Pit. P-MoMA, it's called. <laughs> Palestinian Museum of Modern Art. <laughs> Kaboom. <sighs> All right. Well, enjoy okay, your trip. Well, what, what are you guys going to talk about today? Oh, we have to Sorry. We're going to talk about that sound clip. Just weird uh, sounds. You know, oh, now we can't hear Noah because I muted it. There you are, Noah. <laughs> oh, did I do it? Did I mute it again? No, I muted I you mute? accidentally. Oh, you did it. Yeah, okay. Of the sound. Yeah, we're going to talk about some uh, some of the top stories of the week. Hey, Rob, are you recording the show? Let me check. Uh oh. Yes, still recording. Okay, good. Okay, thank you. Okay, thank you. All right, well, I don't know how, how to hang up on you, so you're going to have to hang up on this thing so I don't... No, uh, I just want to stick around for the rest of the show and listen in. Okay. All no, right, well, I'm just kidding. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> she has a point well, have a good show. You too. Oh, wait. It's you're not 2 o'clock over here, but I'll try to keep listening. 
All right. A.M.? Yeah. Or like one AM or something. I don't it's know. It's one AM, yeah. So yeah, if you if you find something to chime in on, I'll I'll get I'll throw you back on. Okay. What's the number that I should dial? Six four six nine two nine one three five seven. Although I feel like I'm Skyping you, so there's no real need for that, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Noah. Wait, wait, wait. Can you can you do it, Darren? <laughs> what do you want me to do? Can you ask me to do simple subtraction? Oh. All right. Uh, the two t- the square root of three to the power of two minus eight. I'm going to guess that's one. Wait, wait. What was your answer again? I'm going to guess that's one. Uh, I think you're right. <laughs> Still working out Come on. Come on, man. Thank you, Noah. That was Noah, everybody. Yay, Noah. Hopefully, I want to get also Sid. We want to do some investigative journalism. Yeah, we got to call Sid. Call Sid in his moment of grief. Should we call him right now? Yeah, sure. Why not? Catch up with Sid, see what he's doing. Sid was the one that was like all distraught that we weren't doing a show last week. Sid was the one, yeah, like pushing for the show. Yeah, I was like, we should have like a little three-week vacation. So no, we have to do the middle the middle week. We don't want to be away for three weeks. Have we ever been off for three weeks in a row? I think so. I feel like there might have been. I a... don't remember a time that we did that. I remember two for sure. Yeah. No, we definitely done two before. But mm-hmm. calling Sid right now. All right. Hello. Hello, Sydney. Yes. Hello, you're on the air with the Metal Injection Livecast. Oh, hey. Hi. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, we just wanted to check in. Uh, so hope you're okay after the the uh, departing of your cat? Uh, I guess. Which cat? Not really, but, you know. Which cat was it? The girl cat, Henrietta. Oh, always harder when the girl goes. Is it? I don't know. I'm sure it would suck equally. Rob doesn't have pets. What does he know? Uh, I love Bruno. (laughs) I guess, but it's not the same. It's not the same, no. Let's kill Bruno and see how it... (laughs) No, don't kill Bruno. Just for an experiment. No. All right, all right. Beagles all look alike. You could get a new one to replace them afterwards. No, I would never know the difference as long as she doesn't listen to this podcast. (laughs) She's listening right now. She could listen. She would just think we were joking. Uh, also, okay, the uniqueness of Bruno is the fact that he has brown spots like a Dalmatian mm-hmm. as well as just the beagle stuff. Oh, so no, Noah would absolutely <laughs> be able to tell that it's not Bruno. Paint some fucking spots on the dog. <laughs> Show no shit. Yeah. <laughs> she would know. I doubt she. I mean, I guess she has a lot of pictures. So she'd be able to do like an A-B comparison. She's stoned ninety five percent of the time anyway. She's not gonna. She'd be too lazy to do that. I suppose. So, Sid, uh, when did you put your cat down? Was it today or was it yesterday? Today. Was this like a last minute decision? Or well, we didn't know what was wrong. We brought her in today for an ultrasound to find out, hoping that they'd be like, "Oh, you know, we just need to give her some antibiotics. It'll be fine." And then the doctor comes in and is like, "Yeah, she has cancer. It's really advanced." Oh. Best case scenario, three to four months. 
Mm. And it's like, the whole thing started like a week or two ago. So this is like, she was completely fine. And then, yeah. Sorry. Pretty upsetting. Oh, that's a bummer. Yep. It's a good thing you guys called me up so I could bum everyone out. (laughs) It's good. It's good. We're letting you uh, get your feelings out on the air. I suppose. Sid's mad at us. No, I'm just, you know, still processing. Yeah, me too. But which is more upsetting, uh, uh, losing your, your cat or when the Mets lost the World Series? Well, I was expecting the Mets to lose that World Series, so that wasn't really that upsetting. I see. They were heavy underdogs. so <laughs> That was pretty upsetting to me. Which was more upsetting, losing <laughs> your cat or that one time we went to Spumoni Gardens and they said we were they were out of Spumoni? Because that the was cat tough. Did that ever happen at Spumoni Gardens? I don't remember that. Sid's not know who to joke around. Uh, Rob, I, I am though. I, this is this is a little uh, reverse in psychology here. Sid, which was worse when uh, you put down your cat, or when you graduated college? Which was worse? What? I don't know. I Rob, that doesn't even make sense. If you really want to be in the Sid role, you should call him a Muslim right now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe your cat died because it's a Muslim. <laughs> it's possible. Sid, how old was your cat? That Thirteen. Thirteen. That's young. Yeah. How, how long do cats live? Fifteen, seventeen. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, have a suggestion from the chat. Give, give uh, Sid a Lee Lee Lee. No, Sid should give us a lead. Maybe that'll no, cheer you. Oh, this is a chair I'm, today. All right, will that cheer you I up, cannot, Sid? If I, I don't give, have it in me. If I give you a lead, lead, would that cheer you up? Probably not, but it couldn't hurt. At least it would be on the air, and then somebody could make a drop out of it, oh, and then well, maybe then later no. on it will make me happy. You're right. Then, no, I can't have a drop of me doing that. What if I do it and pretend to be Rob? Rob, stop that. That's racist. That was all right. I feel like Rob's would be more high-pitched. Ah. Yeah, all right, I'll do it just for Sid. Lee, 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 lee. That was weak. That was good. And oh, see, it was more high pitched. I was right. Lee, 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 lee. That was mine. <laughs> little, little, yeah. That sounds like Metallica now. <laughs> Which made you feel worse? Your cat dying or listening to Lulu? <laughs> I, I never listened to more than like 15 seconds of Lulu at a time. So the that question still really stands. <laughs> okay. Huh? No, I was going to say. The, I, the I was going to say. I said the question still yeah. stands. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're done making you feel like even even more like crap. But if you uh, worship, <laughs> worship. if you uh, feel like sulking some more, feel free to give us a call six four six. Nine two nine one three five seven. Is Sid still there? I wanted to ask him if he ever noticed his. Yeah, I'm still here for now. Do you, do you think cats have souls? Sure. I mean, I mean, as much as anyone else does. Mm-hmm. So either they do or no one does. I say no one does. I think we need to enjoy well, each other while we're here. Earlier, uh, oh, yeah. we had Noah on the line, and she was saying mm-hmm. that when she worked at Sirius for that cat psychic show. <laughs> Straight face. Uh, the psychic said that like only the cat's body dies, but her soul uh, still exists. And when you get a new cat, your cat, your dead cat's soul 
will be sucked into your new cat. So once you get a new cat, it'll just be like Henrietta. It'll be fine. That's really stupid and ridiculous and a horrible thing to tell grieving people that might be like, you know, 50-year-old women that would believe that shit. (laughs) Especially since I the the procedure was done on the other end of fucking Brooklyn. It's not like she's going to find her way home here. Yeah, exactly. No, her it's soul gonna be reincarnated in some other cat at that vet's office. What does that do for me? No, when you when you uh, went to the vet's office, her soul stayed at your apartment, but the the physical body. How? So she went so to she the vet's office alive with no soul. Is that <laughs> yeah. what you're saying? Like a zombie? Or it does not make sense. The soul is like a halo over your heads. It follows you everywhere. So over how would my it? Head? But when the cat dies, and how would it know to go to the other cat then? Rob, I don't. I'm not, I'm just the messenger here. We need to get that cat psychic uh, on the Noah air. Noah just linked it in the chat. It's Sonia Fitzpatrick. That's her name. Can we call her right now? <laughs> Maybe. I want to sort out. That this. woman should kill herself, and then we could see what happens with her soul. Yes, I totally support that. Nobody kill her though. Don't kill her. But if she kills herself, I would not be upset. You know who should the the dude who jerked off on his teacher that time? He should kill her because if he goes to jail, he probably deserves to. <laughs> So he's the one listener that's allowed. I think the... So the, it's Ramadan, so is he even listening? <laughs> that's a good point. I think the guy who jerked Hopefully off on his listen. teacher to our audience is probably a hero. A lot of kids would want to do that. Mm, so disgusting. I guess. I don't know. They want to keep him out. I don't know that that's such a heroic thing. That's just being a sexual predator. No, I heroic totally agree with like you. Telling the teacher what, that you're into her and her being like, all right, let's go. That's heroic. I totally agree with you. I just think that uh, audience might disagree. You just think less of our listeners than I do, and I think pretty little of them, so that's saying a lot. Growing up on a farm in England, Sonia realized at an early age that she had a very special connection with animals. Oh, for fuck's sake. Born with a hearing loss, Sonia found it easier to talk to animals than humans. Her first true animal communication was with Judy, her terrier. Yeah, when a terrier pissed on her and she kicked it out the window. As Judy grew older, Sonia could actually feel Judy's aches and pains in her own body. She then realized that the drugs were kicking in. No, she then realized (laughs) that she was experiencing something out of the ordinary, but also realized other people did not have the same gift with animals as she did. So she realized she was a mutant. (laughs) This is is an X-Men story. Anyway. For Dr. Doolittle. Mm, Yes. It was only when she moved to the U.S. This is the lion. (laughs) Uh, Oh, she's not from the U.S. No, she's from London. Oh, fuck her. But she lives in Texas now. uh, What I don't understand is, let's first of all, let's throw her in a cage with a fucking tiger and see how much she understands animals. How much she feels the tiger's pain when when it's uh, destroying her. Talk Talk to the tiger and tell it not to maul you. Then I'll oh, hold, my God. I believe. Okay, how much do you think a 30-minute reading from this woman is? Uh, $200. Sid? I'll say $500. Uh, close. It's $300. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Noah, are you on the call? Yes. First of all, I just want to say that you're making fun of a very nice person. I don't, no, she's not a nice person. She's and, t- she, well, no, hold on, she's hold on. Hold on, no. let, her, let her finish. She's, okay, and... Um, I just want to say it feels like we're doing this show because we're all there, kind of, sort of. (laughs) But, uh, okay, so I got Bruno, right? And um, he wasn't always my dog. So when I brought him home, he had this flea collar on, right? Mm -hmm. So because I brought him to 
Brooklyn, I was like, he doesn't need a flea collar. Like, the, we don't have that in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So I took it off of him. And then I went to work the next day, and I was working on her show. And she goes to me, oh, your dog is telling me something of, about his neck. He's, he's, he's thanking you for something about his neck. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know. And she's like, I don't know. Did you get him a new collar or something like that? Something around his neck. And I said, no, I didn't get him a new collar. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, wait, but I did take off his flea and tick collar. And she goes, oh, yes, he's thanking you <sighs> for taking that off because he didn't like the smell of it. All right, so how would she know? Can I Out now? All, all right. Things. You asked me a question. I'm going to tell you an answer. Okay. But first, I want to say, no, she's not a nice person because she's taking $300 an hour from people. Half who, an hour. For half an hour for something that is completely fraudulent. But here's what she did with it. It's the, not fraudulent. It's not fraudulent to say that the cat. Well, tell me is, how she tricked me. Because I didn't say she tricked you, but she will just say something random like, oh, what about the dog's leg? And you, And if she's wrong... You're just going to ignore it, and you're going to forget about it. But once she finally hits something, you go, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you she pursued that avenue. Like did she go. know you had a dog? Like, have you? did you tell her you had a dog, or did she tell you that you had a dog? No, no, I told her that um, I got the dog, that I got Bruno. Okay. So and, she, then, and then she was able to talk to the dog without it even being, like, how did she talk to the dog? I don't know. I don't know that part. There's no explanation. Like, you can't talk to people that aren't, like, you know, Noah, if, if we weren't on the phone together, I wouldn't be able to talk to you. I have to, like, like how would a, uh, it's one thing if the dog and the the person are in the room together. Right. Then, like, the level of plausibility is slightly higher. <laughs> no, a little, yeah. All right, like, plenty. slightly higher. Like, it's a little more plausible <laughs> if they're in the same room. But it's like, oh, your dog, who is miles away from where we are currently, is telling me a thanks you. She's Maybe she sniffed Noah's butthole before doing that cold reading. <laughs> no, no, no. She She actually is in Texas. She's not even, like, in New York. Oh, so like when she told you this, she wasn't even in the same room as you. It was an ISBN line. <laughs> oh, oh wow! My God, she's good. That's <laughs> and why? And it's only with pets, though. Why is it only with pets? Why can't she like connect? Pets she, have a wait, special it, aura that she's in tune with because she's hard of hearing. Is it is <laughs> yeah. it only dogs or is it cats as well or like other animals? No, all all animals. Well, aren't humans animals? Like, why not humans as well? Like, what's the what separates the humans? Let's get her on the show is what I'm saying. And really, when, real this bitch. Know. When she was younger, like Peter Parker, uh, there was a radioactive dog. And rather than being bit, she actually sucked off the dog, uh, <laughs> the radioactive dog. No. And now she has special powers to know when a flea collar is off 2,000 miles away from her. <laughs> the <laughs> dog is thinking. So listen, all right. I'm sure she's very nice when you meet her in person, but she's a, as someone said in the chat, she's a scummy sociopath. And horrible person. She's a really, she's really a big, sweet lady. She's just a vulture. She's just a parasite. That's yes, all. I wouldn't say sociopath. There's plenty of people that take advantage of others. Mm-hmm. She's making a living by doing that. Whatever. If oh, it makes the idiots who believe... Not that I'm calling Noah an idiot. I'm not calling you an <laughs> idiot, Noah. But if it makes the idiots who believe her a little bit happier for five minutes, mm-hmm. I guess it's okay if they have that yeah. money to waste. Why not? Then I don't God agree. bless them. I don't agree. Because it, how, how do you know all those people have $300 to waste? Just because someone's huh? an idiot doesn't mean you should take advantage of them. I suppose. 
but they're they're not. No one's taking the money from them. They want they. This will give them peace of mind. So So, it's worth three hundred dollars. So you think it's okay to defraud people with false promises if if they're if. no one's just because there's no gun to their head. It's I just mean, entertainment. Why? Well, it's not like it's like paying three hundred dollars to go to a show. It's not. Well, it's you know the story about when I was a psychic, right? No, Have I never told this. Oh, I, I don't think you told it on the air, but you did yeah. tell me a long time ago. I was a psychic it. when I was 20 years old. You have the what? gift? Oh, my God. <laughs> no. Tell us about your gift. Darren, what am I thinking right now? <laughs> you had a dog collar removed from your neck, and you're thanking me. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you have an uncle na- uh, with a J? I'm seeing a J. No, I'm my uncle's J- name is Aguera. Again, G and J is very similar. See, that's what it was. I got a hit. All right, Guiana. Let's think about Guiana. Uh, at some point in his life, he was ill. Is that true? Yes. 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 Did he have leukemia? No. no cancer. No. no? Yes. yes, he had cancer. cancer. See, yes. There you go. That's what I would do all day. So I was uh, on the phone. I was a one nine hundred number. What was the Psychic. service? Oh Do you remember? Was it like the guys? Dion Warwick? Guys, guys, no, no. my dinner's here, so I have to go. Okay. Have a wonderful rest of your show. What you for you. dinner? Just, uh, I don't know, a chicken sandwich. Okay, enjoy it. Better than the Tel Aviv so airline, hopefully. Yeah, enjoy your, the rest of your nights and know that I'll probably be crying while you're having a good time. Bye, oh, guys. That makes me feel better. So Aww. see you later, Sid. Bye. <laughs> No, I'm I want to hear Darren's story. So yeah, I'm so, stay on the line. Uh, yeah, there's not hear. much story to it, but I was just, you know, it, it wasn't a one dedicated line. In other words, like it would just be I do it from my phone at home. I would log into some kind of computer system and you would field calls from all those different ones. Like they were all connected, like whatever, Dion Warwick, and they would just send calls to you. And, oh, my God. Yeah. So I had no idea who what the what the person at home called. But it would like be always. So how would you start it? Yeah, how'd you get into this game? Um, let's say let's say I'm the caller, I, I, and I'm calling in for some. Wait, 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 hold on. Before you start the call, how did you find out about? I this? saw a flyer where they said they were asking for like psychics, and I was like, yeah. And they were like, you can make up to a hundred dollars an hour. Blah 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 blah. What was the? Yeah, was it like, hey, want to screw over a bunch of people? No, no, they're very, they're very. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're very rigorous about. Not telling you what you're doing until you're signed up and all that. Like when you first walk in, they pretend that it's real. Uh, being a psychic. Yeah, and once you get once you get to the point where you're already in the job and they're sort of giving you an orientation or whatever, then they were like, "Okay, this is these are some good ways to keep people on the phone." Okay. And you know, like back up one more. So like yeah. the ad was yeah. it like? Do you have psychic powers? Sort of. Yeah, it was like, can you, you know? Do you relate well to people? Do you seem to know what they're thinking and shit like that? Right. Okay. Okay. All right. Do so, you want to be? And then it was, do you want to be a phone psychic? Okay. Right. We can train you and you help your powers along and all this crap. But basically, they gave you a whole like a three-page booklet of things you can say, like numerology. So, how long was the orientation when you went? Like a few hours, or like it was in a woman's house on Ocean Parkway. (laughs) Oh my God! Maybe it's the woman that we worked for, Rob. Yes. Really? Oh, this is like Rob and I used to work for a psychic. Honestly, don't remember. I'm seeing a D. No, I I really, I really don't remember her name. Was she like a short, trollish, blonde woman? Uh, no, she was a trollish, but no average height, but really fat. 
and black dark hair. Oh, okay. So it can't be our. Uh, our sorry. <laughs> our, our crazy second. Not Ocean Park, uh, McDonald Avenue. I'll tell, I'll tell this. I'll tell. I think I might have told this story, but I'll tell a quick story about it, too. Right. But go ahead. There's not uh, really much more. I just yeah. did that for about six months. And I was making money hand over fist, mm-hmm. maybe even less than that, probably a few months. But I just felt too guilty. It was people calling from the Midwest, you know, mostly Midwest and mostly broke like the farm's going to foreclose on my house. What am I going to do? And I would have to keep them on the line as long as possible. Like there'd be times they'd be listening in and, you know, you can't hang up on anybody. You can't reveal that it's a scam. You know, you have to just keep them. Oh, I see good things coming for you. You know, and meanwhile, what I want to say is like, why are you spending like eight ninety five a minute on fucking psychic calls yeah. if you're broke? You know, and I just got fed up with it. I mean, even as a 20 year old kid, I was making tons of money, but I had like too much of a conscience to just keep bilking people. And that's partly why I'm so against psychics now, because like I was well, also because just on its face, it's fucking stupid. But uh, yeah, because I was part of that and I saw how people just throw themselves under the bus, you know, when they're broke. Well, and shit. what's like what are some of the techniques that you would use? Uh, yeah, like I just said with with the woman with the collar, you know, that's something I would do is just throw anything out there. Like the, if they were concerned about their dog or whatever, I would go. uh I was I'm trying to I'm trying to envision your dog now. It's a little hazy. Like whenever you come to a bump, you ask them for help. You go, it's a little hazy. Uh, how old's your dog? Or is it a male or a female dog? And I'm seeing I'm seeing something with one of his limbs because yeah, that could be at, like the every dog, every in the course of owning a dog over 15 years, something happened with his leg at some point, right? I'm seeing one of his limbs. And then they'll tell you a fucking story. Oh, yeah, he was hit by a car. He broke his leg in three places. I saw that. Yes, I see that. It's very strong. You know, I saw you bonded with the dog at that time. And then you just go on and on and on. You just have to find a few links, you know. And if you say something that's totally wrong, like I'm seeing a, uh, your aunt is a, with a D, is that right? And they go, no, I don't know anyone. All right, then you move right on to the next fucking thing. Like you get off of it. And you jump to something else, keep making guesses. Every once in a while, you would have a call where it would be like just a million shitty guesses and they hang up, you know. But 90% of the time, you're going to hit something. And when you hit something, you have to, the people who are good at doing this, they identify that, you know, they they identify a hit and they go down that avenue, like John Edward or all these other motherfuckers. They're fucking, in a way I admire them because they're so fucking good at something I tried to do and I was decent at it. These guys are making millions off of it. So it's very admirable, but they're also fucking... The trick is to get them to do the talking, right? Not Yes. You you, you should talk as little as possible, really, because they're the ones that are going to be sharing their story. When you do talk, you're supposed to sort of cut and paste in these little blocks of things, like you're supposed to reassure them, and there are whole paragraphs that you just should memorize and, you know, learn how how to, like... Read if a person wants you to be a psychiatrist, then just listen to them. Yeah. Or if a person needs mm-hmm. encouragement, you talk more. It was a whole, whole like a. There's a whole field of study of this shit, you know. Now, when you would clock in, how many hours of work would you put in at a time? Oh, it really. It just uh, your free time. You know, you don't. There was no minimum number of hours you had to do. It's just whatever you did. You know, they would. I used to at the at first I was doing like fucking sixty hours a week. I was just sitting oh, wow. in my room, and then I it got a little. Old, you and know, do you could you just get paid for however long you keep the person on the line, right? Yeah, Is basically. Like bonuses. Yeah. Uh, no, a bonus if you kept them on over an hour. Oh wow! But other than that, it was like by the minute. What was the average? Call How much was the uh, the price 
permanent do you remember? It, no all different it was all different lines so they all mm. had different prices but what i got paid was I, I don't even remember off the top of my head but it was a shitload of money would it be like a dollar a minute like three dollars a minute like what what would be the oh average? the people calling in would be over almost always over five dollars a minute but for you to get like how much would you get paid per minute uh, i don't even remember off the top of my head like f- between four and five dollars a minute i think that's crazy wow yeah it was 10 great. Minutes, you're making fifty bucks. It would vary though. Like it would depend, like what time of day you called, you you logged in, you would get different rates, you know, and all that shit. So, kind of like a supply and demand thing. Like if there's a lot of psychics, you'd you'd make less money. Is that <laughs> yeah, the type of basically. thing? Basically, but I didn't. I don't know. I got. I, I, I just really, felt too guilty. I about started it. feeling guilty. People were calling in, literally, like. You know, my cousin's on fucking death row or, you know, my yeah. house is going to be foreclosed. Or- I had I had a telemarketing job and it was I had to quit for that same reason. Really? And it wasn't even I wasn't giving these people advice. You weren't bilking them. Yeah. yeah. It was a free call, yeah. but it was just it was the worst. First of all, all the it was just a third party service where you mm-hmm. just walk in and a lot. some of the times it'd be like. A manufacturer that that randomly calls people and surveys them, but a lot of the time it's political surveys. Oh yeah, and most of the time it was conservative political uh, stuff. And the way they swayed the questions was so frustratingly, uh, like it, they would get you to answer the the with the answer they want you to to give, mm-hmm. like. Uh, I can't think of anything specific, but like, oh, if somebody came into your house with a gun, wouldn't you need a gun? Would you say you needed a gun to shoot them back? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. You know, like like they, <laughs> they aim it where if it's like a gun control thing where you would say, yes, I want to shoot this. What, what is it within your right to shoot them back? Whatever. And I remember this one time, like maybe the day before I quit because it was just so awful. Uh, I called this woman and she was just like. I was like, hi, do you have a few moments to uh, take a survey? She's like, son, I'm 84 years old. Oh, God. My husband died three years ago. Mm-hmm. I have nobody to talk to. I'm she just all kept you on the alone. <laughs> so, yes, I would take this survey. And then, like, I <laughs> I felt so bad. And I'm, like, asking her these pointless fucking questions. And then, like. It's like, oh, well, I don't know. Why don't you just start talking to her then and just ask her, okay, well, how are you? What's your day? Well, like, you know? the thing is, like, they, you, you'll, you're sometimes, they'll listen in on you. So you have to oh. be, you have to be doing the survey. You can't really sway can't off. Mac the, it. You can't, you can't sway off the script. Uh, my, my husband, Captain Jonas Middleborough, went into Civil War. <laughs> and he didn't never come back. Uh, and I've been pining away. <laughs> So I will answer your conservative survey, sir. <laughs> uh, and the thing is, this this survey uh, was written in DOS. <laughs> really? This, this, the software was in That's how oh old it was. It was on Windows 3.1. What was, year was this? This wasn't This was maybe 10 years ago, like okay. less than 10 years ago. I was already, this was in college. Early 2000s. Early 2000s. I feel like metal injection already existed at this point. This was like when I, I was just like, I need some to make some sort of money so I can do metal injection. Okay. Uh, and so it was in DOS. We didn't have any, any uh, mice. They wouldn't give us a mouse. Mm-hmm. I figured out the keyboard shortcuts 
to get out of DOS, it's, it's Windows 3.1. The only thing I could do on the machine was play solitaire <laughs> with a keyboard. I had to figure out how to play solitaire. With a, that's how bored I was at this job. It must have taken me an hour at least to figure out the control. I'm sure I went into the help or whatever. And I would, I would like, there was a quota of like, you have to do at least three sur- successful surveys an hour. Uh-huh. I'd fill the quota. Boom. <laughs> Rest of the hour, I'm playing fucking solitaire. And then I think I got called once. That's great. Because <laughs> I left I left it open, but uh, that's how boring that job was. But anyway, to tell the psychic story really quick, okay. there's only it's just a one, uh, one joke, one note joke, is uh, Noah, uh, bless your soul, Noah. You always, first of all, had the oddest jobs, and all these people at these odd jobs needed Photoshop work. And Noah would always recommend me, and yeah. and this was this was around the same time, like before I had this shitty job i was i was just always looking for like part-time yeah part-time freelance work did you do rob van damme's uh, web page yeah i did do that i did it uh, like when you were really young when right? i was really yeah like when i was a teenager yeah. uh and, and that was really cool because i got free tickets to the last dcw pay-per-view out yeah. of it uh anyway so uh this psychic woman that no referred me to i would just like she would bring me in to do the honest, like make flyers for like a, a first of all, her house was so messy. Yes, I it, she was a hoarder in a health food store, and then she like like to make extra money. She like I I helped her organize, and like I walked into her apartment, and I was like, no, I I can't do anything for you. It was terrible. It was and just the, like like heaps of like paperwork. The weird thing is, you know, uh, she was a psychic. It's weird she didn't see that coming. <laughs> you wouldn't be into it. But anyway, uh, so she would get me to like do flyers for her upcoming shows. And I remember she even had me like make the cover to a novel, a romance novel she was writing. And I remember it was like a Fabio-esque type cover where like it was like clip art of this guy holding this woman. And then like, <laughs> here's the tag. And then she would she would be like, this is you, this is amazing. Did you put yourself in the cover? With no, the- no. She already had the photos. Oh. Uh, but the scariest thing she told me when I first met her was, you know, I am a psychic and I know exactly what you're thinking. Oh, boy. I was like, what? <laughs> I can't think even of this? Like, don't have any negative thoughts you have. I will know them. Did so you test her? Did you start, like, thinking uh, of her vagina? I thought it? of, like, the most vulgar thing I could possibly <laughs> think of at that point. Uh, and what she, was it? She didn't. She didn't call me. Yeah, it was. Just, I don't. It was just like, oh, your, your snatch smells like fish, or something like <laughs> very insulting towards her. I remember. I, I was thinking, and but then I, I like for a second I did buy into it uh-huh. because I was like, oh, well, she's like, do you have any questions you want me to answer? I could. I could do. Give you. I was like, sure. What does my mom think of me? And she's like, she loves you very much. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, good. Well, as long as my mom loves me. <laughs> Psych, I know my mother hates me. Fuck you, lady. No, Uh, I think Rob's mom loves him. No, I was just saying. She's just disappointed in him, that's all. (laughs) (laughs) Robert, that psychic was lying. (laughs) Seriously. No, but she she was out of her mind. She was like, oh, you can come with me to these psychic shows and be my assistant and make some money. Does she have Tips. the uh, the novel? Do you have the novel? I don't. I wish. I, I never. It. I never saw the actual novel. She just just designed the cover for me. I'm getting it published. Okay. Look she used to write these like um, brochures. Yes, about, that's like, what. How I... to turn a guy on. 
Yes, and I like would design those. And stuff. <laughs> yes, yes. How to turn a guy on by I, Robert. Pesky. She gave me all of this copy, and yeah. it was just like design this, and I'm like, all right. It was it is it was kind of fun for me just because it was like I totally had free range to do whatever I wanted. Mm-hmm. Just the topic wasn't necessarily anything I cared about. Right. So like, I, if, if I Who didn't cares? pay attention to the words, mm-hmm. it was it was an easy gig, and I think she paid me. I don't know if it was like hourly or by the day, but it was like I'd leave there with like 40, 50 bucks. And for 20 year old Rob, sure, that's that's some drug money. <laughs> uh, New Metal would like to know how much is this phone call costing you, Noah? Oh, no, this is free. We're, we're Skyping. Free Skype. Internet. Free. This edition of the Metal Injection Livecast brought to you by the fine people at Skype. Thank you, Skype. Rob, did you go to the psychic shows? They want to know. To, no, I never. No, no, excuse me. Psychic fairs. It was called the psychic oh, fair. Psychic fair. No, I never went to the psychic fairs. I never made it. I only was like with her maybe four, four weeks, five weeks. And then like she referred me to her friend. Uh, remember that woman? I don't I don't. Debbie. Debbie. Yes. Oh, my God. That woman was crazy. That was woman crazier. was out of her mind to the point where I stopped going. Like it wasn't even worth it for me. Who's Debbie now? OK, so this is her rich friend. OK, this is and like 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 a Sephardic woman who just had a ton of money from her divorce. Oh, she and was divorced. She, okay, yeah, and she that. opened up this like healing center in her basement, and I was like one of her technicians for like a brief moment. Technician. That was like another weird job I had. <laughs> Would you have to do <laughs> administer like homeopathy and shit? Okay, so yeah, like light therapy. So, like, <laughs> People would come into our room, and I would just have to like turn a light on, like like a certain color. But I get paid. I get paid like thirty bucks for that. It'd be crazy. They charge crazy. So this woman, like money, the the concept of money didn't exist. Where she lived in, and like the nicest house in South Brooklyn that I've ever been to. Okay. It was like one of those corner mansions. Oh yeah, I know. Like uh, Bedford Avenue over there. Yeah, yeah, like in that area. Yeah. Uh, and so I would come up, I would always have to, like, the only computer in the house was in her daughter's room. And at first I kind of thought her daughter was a dick. <laughs> okay. But no, I thought her daughter was a guy. Oh, well, Remember? she was very, she yeah, was she was very dude. tomboyish. A guy with a dick. Yeah. But, like, she was always, like, mean to, I don't know, me, but, like, just was not giving me the time of day. Uh, but I would just come in, I would, I'd work. Okay. I remember now it was $25 an hour and I would work for two hours cause it would be like 50 bucks that I would make. And $25 an hour was crazy money to me at that time. Uh, yeah. and she would ask me to make like, like a flyer or a coupon for, for this, the service that she's doing. Mm-hmm. And she would, she would be the worst client to work for cause she didn't know what she wanted. I would do something and then she'd be like, no, change it. Do that, blah, blah. <laughs> but then I was like, I don't care. I'm getting paid by the hour. Right. If she wants me to stay another hour or whatever. And I remember one time I stayed a third hour because she kept making these bullshit changes. And I didn't realize it at the time, but like I was about to get out of there and I overheard her daughter and her mom, uh, the daughter and the mom arguing. And the daughter was like, you have to pay him for the third hour. He's been here for three hours. What are you doing? Wow. And uh, and and then uh, she was like, <laughs> like that was the argument that she didn't want to pay for the third hour. I was like, what the fuck? Wow. And, and she's like, if you're not going to pay him, I am. And, and that was the last time I went there. I was yeah. like, I'm not even. Because if the daughter happens to not be there. This daughter never said a nice thing to me. Wow. Like, I remember even like I asked her, I asked her about a cigarette. She told me she didn't have any more when she had a pack right there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whatever, fuck you. <laughs> but like that one thing totally redeemed her to me because she she did that. No, are you still there? Oh, I think they want to know in the chat if you uh, finger bang the daughter. 
<laughs> Noah, give us a call again. I, a favor uh, for oh, yeah. saving you 25 Here, Noah, bucks. you there? No. Oh, here you are. Yeah. <laughs> Noah. Turn your speakers down, caller. <laughs> By the way, our number is 646-929-1357. No, I didn't finger bang the daughter. I like that. Well, I mean, she saved you 25 bucks. I I like Campion writes, did Rob finger banger the daughter, that is, and then Chocolate Croissant responds, why not both? I feel like you were obligated <laughs> to throw a little finger I on I should have finger banged the daughter because she was so nice. <laughs> she she uh, gave, gave me my 25 bucks. 25 was bucks is worth a little knuckle. <laughs> Well, she was a very lonely girl. Yeah. She was like, um, she was antisocial and stuff. She seemed she very misunderstood. Outcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she was probably like mortified that her mom started this thing, like because it's such bullshit. Yeah, and also that that she was bringing in this weird kid to use her computer <laughs> to Photoshop these fucking bullshit flyers. Uh, yeah, it was it was ridiculous. Yeah. So Darren, um, another thing I used to do at her healing spa. Um, there's this thing called a foot bath. So you put your feet in this, um, like tub of water and there's some type of like metal thing that's supposed to take out all the toxins and metals from your body. And it turns the water into this like rust color. The fuck? What's that supposed to do for you? Take out toxins, you said? Yeah. And all like the, the metals and stuff that are in your body. Ugh chemicals that's such bullshit come on yeah. wait did you believe in this while you were doing it i don't know i mean she paid me a lot of money yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I guess i believed it <laughs> there you have it you if were... you pay Noah enough money she'll believe what you tell her i'll believe anything <laughs> you were just along for the ride basically you were like whatever yeah. sure this sounds about right how much about. would i have to pay you to believe chinese people are equal to you there is no amount of money that <laughs> Maybe if a Chinese guy hired her for, for their health spa, she'd be like, oh, Chinese people are great. How much would I have to pay you to believe Ken Pierce is an attractive man? Oh, there's no money for that. <laughs> Wait, were you asking Rob or me? <laughs> <laughs> both. Why not both? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Wow, we really blew that blew through that first hour. Yeah, I was gonna say it. Look at the. Clock. I was very very worried. Uh, oh, and I was like, "How are we gonna even fill two hours?" We didn't even get to any metal stories. Yeah, <laughs> I have I have a, a like ten browser windows open of metal stories, which we and we have to talk about the TNA show that we went to. Yeah, we'll talk about I that. Went to a TNA show. We went to a pro wrestling event. Where? My girlfriend at the Grand Ballroom at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Well, they used to tape when. Raw. On Thursday. Oh. Yeah, fun. it was fun. We'll talk about it after the music break. Okay, I'll be listening. All this right. It was fun. Thank you, uh, thank you for being a part of the show, all the way from Israel. Israel. We're an international edition of the Metal Injection Livecast yes. this week. Base Israel is where Noah is. <laughs> all right, let's kick things off with a new track from Mastodon. This is my favorite track off of their new album, Once More, Round the Sun. Here's The Mother Load.
Listening to the Metal Injection live cast. Did that that song sound great? Oh, I'm sorry. I had my script wrong. I meant to say that song didn't sound great. Here's another.
Hi, this is Dave Hill from Show Business. I had a great time on the Metal Injection livecast, which is like a podcast in its own way, but it's live. It's right there in the name. Don't be a fucking cunt about it. Why do you why do I have to explain this? I say cunt in the British way, like in the way that you would call another man a cunt. I'm not calling a woman a cunt. Uh, I wouldn't do that. Sean would. Hello, this is Bruce. Chuck's, um, friend. Cough, cough. He has his mouth full right now. But he wanted me to remind you that you're listening to the Metal Injection livecast. At MetalInjection.net.
this is your announcer, Chuck Blandington. Now that we are done listening to a bunch of songs Rob would like to convince you he actually likes. It's time to return to the Metal Injection Livecast. Here we go. I do like all of those bands, Chuck. I should probably turn our mics on. Yeah, we just did 15 minutes with no, uh, <laughs> no, no microphones on. No, we didn't. Stop it. Um, Rob, I really, I heard people talking about that Mastodon, the new Mastodon, that it sucks. And I actually like it. I like, yeah, I, I really think like it's it. really good. I think it's better than older Mastodon. Uh, I've always liked Mastodon. Me too. And I remember uh, maybe the last album, The the Hunter. Mm. Uh, I almost felt like it wasn't cool to like Mastodon. Like Mastodon was too obvious really? to like. But then I listened to the album and I'm like, well, this is still a great album. Like I genuinely, like without any hype. Yeah. Like this is great. And I feel that way about this new one as well. Like they just, they have their own sort of unique sound mm-hmm. and they know what works for them and, and they can do it. My main criticism of Mastodon is, is they can never, ever, ever, like, you know, a few albums ago, they, they switched to clean vocals, like clean screams, less growly I stuff. I like it better. Uh, I love it. They cannot pull it off live. It's all studio trickery, which is really? such a bummer. That's a, do you have anything live where we can hear the uh, clean vocals? Sure, sure. Let me... Because uh, we do have some shitty music coming up right after that, which we have to talk about. Well, let's talk about let's talk about the, the music break really quick before I find some live Mastodon okay. that we can judge. Uh, we kicked it off with a new Mastodon song, The Motherload, followed by a brand new Overkill song, Armorist, and their new album coming out in a few months. Then we took it back about a decade to a life once lost. People are saying this sounds like Periphery. This came out before Periphery. I was going to say it's hard to go back in time from Overkill. Yeah. But we managed to do it. And uh, new Overkill sounds as good as ever, by the way. Like, that's that, exactly It the sounds same. like it's Overkill. You know what you're going <laughs> to get. But it, they it's still one of the best thrash bands to see live, I feel. So, it's so mm. fun. A Life Once Lost to Real Atrocities. That band doesn't exist anymore. That's sad. Lord Mantis. Great band. Little Transphobic. Got a hermaphrodite being uh, uh, disemboweled on their cover. Well, maybe it's a... Think of it more as equal opportunity because maybe they would only have cisgender people disemboweled before and now they're You're right. expanding. You're right. right? To, to okay. the trans community. Well, that was Lord Mantis with Death Mask. Good music. Yeah. Maybe shitty people. Uh, we'll talk about that maybe in a little bit as well. Plenty of straight people have been disemboweled on album covers, Rob. Let's be real. Uh, well, it's not just about that. It's just, uh, yeah, well, I'll talk about it. How about Cannibal Corpse? Uh, they always have some straight heterosexual woman uh, being... That's fine, though. That's a, that's a hetero... <laughs> that's a hetero... <laughs> uh, okay, so let's... So here is a Mastodon song... Uh, called Curl of the Burl from their last album. Live. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Let's do something from Crack the Sky because this is when they really started the clean vocals. So let me get... Oh, wait, no. The, let's do a different vocalist. Oh, jeez. Sorry. Right. Okay. All right, now let me, cue up, let me find the... Let me lower the music a little. I'm sorry. How rude of me. 
So then here's the same song live. Let's hear this. Well, this is, this yeah, is a little that's in, not it. This is intro. That was a beat. That's very funny. And this is pro shot. Oh, this is very low quality to begin with. But okay. just, yeah. This riff is great, though. Divination's a good track. Not as good. Sounds like he's pinching his nose closed. It's not this isn't an extreme example, but I don't think it sounds like studio trickery. I just think that it's he's just not, you know, a classically trained singer. Yeah, it's harder to they can do multiple takes when yeah. it's being recorded. But when they're doing it live, this is a backing track now. Okay, but yeah, no, they just can't pull it off. Like I don't have a specific example queued up, but sounds know. good. It didn't sound terrible to me. That it's sounds like a standard like lower quality live version of a song i agree with you that definitely sounded better than i was hoping it would but <laughs> just trust me i've seen them like multiple times right. so you're saying that was a good example yeah that was an about liar that was yeah an outlier. yeah this part oh no not this part there's like this other melodic part that like they never hit Stay tuned, audience. Everyone, we will get to something that sounds shitty eventually. <laughs> We're gonna play every. Well, track, yeah, whatever. I every mean, just, second of every live track. Just ever. take my word for it. I don't have to shit on Mastodon. They're great. <laughs> they I are love, great. I love Mastodon, but just they really can't pull up some of their live vocals. The the trick is to get drunk enough where it doesn't matter. And that guy we hung out with at that fest was really a great guy. What was it? Uh, Bra- no, it was at Nam. Yeah. The drummer, Taylor. right? Yeah. Yeah. That was at Nam, right? Yeah. That's a good dude. And funny as shit. So, Chocolate Croissant said, uh, Rob, the notes they're hitting are so fucking high. Well, that's not... I don't accept that as a as an excuse. Because I, I agree. They're hard notes to hit. Yeah, but you wrote the song. Don't write it that way. Yeah, if you, like, but, but that said, I don't think it was that bad. There were a few cracks yeah. in there. I, I don't think... And in, you know what? Another thing I will give them is I saw them uh, uh, most recently on this Gojira Crawler Tech tour. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely improvement. So, they're trying. Good. Yeah, good. Very, very talented band. Yeah, no, they're. I love them. I love the new album. Mm-hmm. Anytime they put out a new album, I feel like it's. Uh, it always get makes it into my top ten, top end list of the year, and I always feel guilty about it because it's so obvious. Oh, stop! But then that. I'm Who like, no, but it's good. Think. It's good. It's genuine. They're genuinely a great metal band. Is it good or not? That's all you should worry yeah. about. Yeah, don't worry about being obvious. Fuck that. Speaking of, is it good or not? Let's move on to our next bit. I've been not. Dying. I've been dying to get Darren's opinion on this. He knew nothing about this. Oh, well, look, can I just say before you hit play, I can. I looking at what it is, it's bad. I already know it's bad. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you know, when the new metal explosion hit in the late 90s, yes. everyone was always trying to track down when did this start? What was the catalyst mm-hmm. for the new metal explosion? And many people, you know, some people 
credit Faith No More, but it goes. Some people say I feel like New Metal started when Public Enemy and Anthrax did Bring the Noise together. Really? Why do you say that? Because it was the first time a rap and rock uh, came together. No? Oh, so you define New Metal only as with rap, rap, rap in it? Rap rock, yeah, okay. like that's right. the, the 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 definition of rap. Like the beginnings of rap rock would be that, and Limp Bizkit also considered mm-hmm. rap rock. Oh, anyway, what about Anthrax doing "I'm the Man" by the by themselves rapping? Was that, that was like uh, 1985? I that think. was before, uh, before that, Bring oh, the Noise. Oh, way before. Yeah, that was. Uh, I'm the man. No, not 80. I want to say in, uh, 86 or seven. That was I'm the man, and that was just them rapping. That wasn't even uh, yeah any rappers involved. 1987 mm-hmm. on their second EP. Yeah, I even had that as a single. I didn't know it was on any uh, any um, EP or anything. Right. Uh, and then let's see, when did Bring the Noise come out? Okay. Also 87. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. I thought it was later than that. Uh, it was released as a single later. In the, yeah. And then it was on the group's 98 album. Oh, it was on Public Enemy's 1998 album. It takes a million of us. Oh, Bring the Noise was originally a Public Enemy track. And then they Wait, covered it. Takes, it. It, takes a, you know, it takes a nation a of millions. A nation of millions to hold us back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Okay, so yeah, you're right. I'm the man came out first. But Anthrax, always fans of hip-hop, obviously being in New York. Where hip hop was was born, uh, they got the influence. So Limp Biscuit played a show in Germany. Germany may be the only place that's, or no, it, it, <laughs> it is, uh, yeah. So the Great Yankee Stadium. <laughs> they like Anthrax over there. Uh, so and I guess that uh, Anthrax was also playing the show. So Limp Biscuit inviting them up to do a version. Show some respect and hear some noise for Anthrax. 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 They played "Bring the Noise" together. Welcome to the Great Germany Soccer Stadium. Fuck yes. So they can have a dream come true. So pause it for a second. This is now going to be a group of five white guys and a group of five other white guys singing about Louis Farrakhan and how awesome he is. Okay, go. True. I'd like to bring Anthrax out on stage with us right now. Wow, what an honor. For Anthrax? What an honor for Anthrax to be associated <laughs> with Limp Bizkit. The crowd was into it. Limp Bizkit, woo! I'm sure Limp Bizkit was playing much higher on the bill than Anthrax, too. The perfect opportunity for Germany to put their throwing people into ovens uh, skills. Oh, come on! To work, and they blew it! No, stop it. No one deserves that. Not even Fred Durst. Not, cause, not because they're Jewish, Rob. I understand. Because they're horrible still, people and musicians. <laughs> it's still torture. Fine. Gas showers? <laughs> no. I'm sorry, I'm talking over this. Let's rewind that a little bit. Oh, I want to hear the banter. I want to hear the banter. Let's bring it. Songs that got my ass going. Yeah. Skating to this shit nonstop. Nonstop. Pause. How old do you think Scott Ian must feel that this fucking like forty? Oh, I looked guy? it up. I was like, wait, what? How <laughs> much older is Fred Durst than Scott Ian? Is it a lot? I mean, Scott Ian is older than Fred Durst. Scott Ian is fifty. Yeah. And he's forty, Fred- right? Fred Durst is 43. Yeah, he's 43. not even... He was skating when he was... Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean to be fair, this was early 90s. Limp Bizkit was late 90s, so sure, it could happen. Oh, wait. All right. So when, how old was Scott Ian when I'm the Man came out then? That was 30... It was like 25 years ago, so he was 25. Yeah. 
So so then he was like 30 so or he 28. was like 18. All right, he could have been skating. Yeah. Okay, fine, Fred, you win. <laughs> Little bitch. This isn't even the same riff. I hate that affected ghetto accent. Yeah. Foot to the butt. The wine. Yeah. Making it better. I should stop. I wonder if Anthrax ever plays this. No, right? That'd be weird. Joey Belladonna singing this. Uh, so this is Fred Durst singing now. Yeah, Fred this- Durst is singing. Joey Belladonna is like by the drum riser, just bobbing his head, hanging out, just hanging out. He'll do the bring the noises. Oh my god. Yeah, now Joey Belladonna joins in. But it's really like I feel like uh, Fred Durst just wanted uh, Frankie Bello and Scott Ian to come up, and then Joey Belladonna was there too. He's like, "All right, fine, you can come uh, too." How's the chachana? Does he look now? He looks like a fucking Joey fossil. Bell, I really don't want to uh, speak ill of you because Anthrax are uh, the nicest people, especially Frankie Bello. Like seriously, the coolest guy, one of the coolest guys I've ever met. Sure, I didn't. Say Joey no. Belladonna looks like the crypt keeper yes there are photos in the metal injection photo gallery go to our mayhem fest gallery uh either from last year or the year before there's photos of joey belladonna so scary just a sweaty joey belladonna with like veins popping out of his forehead it's not uh, pleasant to look he looks like an old lesbian he looks like some um uh brittle uh papyrus or something that's about to crumble up <laughs> yeah he's just been out in the sun way too long uh, but this was it. I thought, here's the thing. For Anthrax, uh, for Limp Bizkit, it's like they're fans of Anthrax. If we're fans of the song, it would be a really cool thing to do. For Anthrax, it's like, hey, here are these guys that are respecting what we did. Why shouldn't we go up? Mm-hmm. And, and when has Anthrax turned down a jam? Never. <laughs> Anthrax will jam. They're all about jamming. So it was a, it was a nice moment. And uh, 24,000 people liked it on our page. So Okay. Clearly, uh, a few people enjoyed it. Let, let's see what mm-hmm. some of the... A lot of Limbiscuit fans. Limbiscuits. Limbiscuit. Uh, <laughs> some of the comments. Is it me or did it look like no one from Anthrax was happy about this? If they weren't happy about it, why would they come up on stage? And then, this is horrible how Limbiscuit is still around. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they like it. Uh... Rap metal still sucks. Who the fuck still listens to Limp Dick Stick? <laughs> 24,000 people. That's Lump cool. dipshit and rat tracks. Meh. They take <laughs> suck to a whole lower level. I don't know. Why, why can't a metal band play a rap cover? What's wrong with it? Yeah. That's so silly. It shouldn't be a feud. You can't like both. A lot of our audience likes both. They always want us to do a rap playlist. No, no, one. Oh, God. Someone in the comments writes, Limp Bizkit wish they had a hundredth of a percent of the talent that Run DMC ever had. What? Come is on. that the wrong group? Run DMC is, well, yeah, the public enemy yeah, is the yeah. song. But uh, Run DMC, I would not point to as the most talented rap group anyway of that era. I mean, they were like Mother Goose rhymes, you know? Yeah. They're still fun. Don't, it was all right. It don't was shit like, on Run DMC. Much shit, but I agree. Them. They're like the Disney of rap. They're like yeah. the, the accessible. The, yeah, they're the California role. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, more innovative things uh, going of on of the rap world. But I love Run DMC. They're the kings of rock. <laughs> There's no. All right, all right, let's stop that. 
Uh, Bruce Dickinson uh, was in the news this week. He was interviewed because I guess they're playing a festival, and he took a shit on punk music. Kind of wish Sid was here for this, <laughs> but I, like I, it, he just comes off so crabby, Bruce Dickinson. Uh, let me let me uh, I'll, I'll read it and I'll try to do my best Bruce Dickinson impersonation. The closest the R establishment ever came to embracing metal was metal. punk. The reason they embraced punk was because it was rubbish. And the reason they embraced rubbish was because they could control it. <laughs> they could say, oh, yeah, we're punk. We, so we could sneer at everybody. We can't play our fucking instruments, but that means we can make out that this whole thing is some enormous performance art. Half the kids that were in punk bands were laughing at the art establishment going, what a fucking bunch of tosspots. <laughs> tosspots? I've never heard that one. Thank you very much. Give us the money and we'll fuck off and stick it up our nose and shag beds. But what they'll really love to do is being in a heavy metal band surrounded by porn stars. <laughs> what are you even talking about, Bruce Dickinson? <sighs> fuck you. I always like, I don't understand how, and the, the sh- well, not at all shocking, but. There was like so many comments. First of all, this post has 490 comments, which is insane. Uh, but so many people are like, yeah, fuck punk. Mm-hmm. Fuck p- punk people are pussies. Well, I wouldn't say punk people are pussies. I was it's thinking- just like, calm down. Like, punk is barely that much different than like punk and metal have so many, so much similar ethos. I think people, when they think punk, they think pop punk. You're talking, That's- well, you're talking about the. The culture, right? Yeah, not the music itself. The, yeah, the the music. Here's what here's what I think. When I was first getting into death metal, I got into punk before death metal. Mm-hmm. I always thought that punk and death metal were like similar in philosophy, because with punk, it was like, okay, it doesn't matter uh, if you could play. Just play your instruments as loud as you can and make as much noise as possible. And be offensive. And be offensive. Yeah, just to piss off the the mainstream. Mm-hmm. With death metal, it's like, no, you have to be really good and precise at guitar and play it so fast mm-hmm. that the mainstream ear would not could not comprehend it and come up with the worst lyrics possible right. to offend the mainstream. So it's like both of them are, are have the same end goal, which is to right. piss off your parents or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just the means are different. That's right. why I think it's it's very, very similar ethos. Well, I think another thing that's very similar is a lot of those fucking bands sound identical to each other. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, they're all <laughs> doing the same thing. Right? I mean, yeah. I mean, I listen to... And, 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 you know, I love Sid dearly, and I don't mean to start a feud with Sid, but, I mean, he here... He'll, we'll, we'll be talking about punk once in a while on the show, He'll bring up a, like a he'll list like six bands that he loves, and then he'll list another six bands. Oh, those are fucking posers! They're horrible. And I swear to God, I don't hear a fucking difference between any of them. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Yeah. Well, it's all super subjective. It, yeah. it's yes, Sid, exactly. That's why Sid, I don't shit on his taste. Yeah, or exactly. For Sid, he listens to or listened to hundreds of punk bands, right. so he could discern like, oh, this is real. This is fake. This is. That's potent. why I don't. I'm not an elitist about it. Like I yeah. know, you know, if you don't like it, if you like it, you like it. I don't. I don't have enough exposure to that, and I do appreciate like like uh, punk attitude and you know the. the uh, how it changed the music industry and all that. Like, I have respect for that, but I just, I can't sit there and listen to a fucking punk album most of the time. 
you know, there's certain exceptions, but I mean, just, uh, you know, it's a real turnoff when I hear that. Honestly, yeah. what were you into? What punk bands were you into? Me? Yeah. Uh, Besides I, Stained, no. I really liked, I mean, t- to be honest, Sid is the one who got me into punk rock, but I really liked Black Flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really liked uh, Minor Threat. Mm-hmm. Like like you know the hardcore bands. Uh, I liked um, Alkaline Trio. I guess that's not right. somewhat punk. That one album. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Uh, that's Blink One Eighty Two. That's about it. Uh, I really like Operation Ivy, which is yeah. more pop punk. I a, still listen to that album because it's so fun. Kid I used to work with, and we had to do eight hour shifts together, and uh, just the two of us on an overnight shift. And he used to place that like opera. I really started liking Operation Ivy. Yeah. It's. I feel like for punk, for for ska punk, mm-hmm. it's very heavy. Yeah. Uh, Descendants, I really like. Just fun, fun stuff. The other band he played all the time was H two O. Yeah, I I never got into H two O, and I, I believe Sid hates H two O with a yeah. passion. Oh, I, I guess I better hate them then. <laughs> I just want to go on the same page with Sid. Yeah, he, let's let's play a little uh, Op Ivy really quick for the kids. See, I feel like there's some kind of, you know, something going on there that's more of, I, I don't even know what the word I would use for it, because it's not like musicianship. But well, it's so just, stru- their song structure, too. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, absolutely. They, they were really good songwriters. It's just they didn't know what they were doing. Well, Right. But this was like if if it wasn't for Operation Ivy, there would have been there wouldn't have been Green Day, there wouldn't have been sure. that whole pop punk explosion. They were they were they coined this sound. Uh, the Clash, they're a good band. I'll tell you who I think. Real, I, we, I mentioned Blink One Eighty Two. When I hear yeah. that kind of nasal, you know, whiny yeah. type of lead vocals, as opposed to this, this is more like energy. Like I feel like I'm yeah. shouting and into the mic, which is. You know, you hear raw energy there. When I hear that contrived kind of nasal, like Blink One, what's my age again? When I hear like that, like the Fred Durst, basically. Yeah, just I the same. I blame them for that for that uh, whole direction. That yeah, punk went into. I liked Blink One Eighty Two at the time because it was f- like fun, and everybody listened to them. You know, like all my friends listened to them. It was on the radio, so it was cool that there was like something close to what I like. But going back now, th- there's it's. It's like just there's no uh, what's like the I'm trying to think of the the term like the phrase for it. It's on the tip of my tongue. But like it's it, there's there's no nutritional value to it in a oh, sense. Yeah, I got what you're saying. It's like it's, it's just like gristle. Yeah, it's like it's like bad carbs, <laughs> like the musical <laughs> equivalent of bad carbs. Well, like, I feel like it's uh, there was nothing. There was it was just very shallow music. It, it was, was constructed to sell albums. You know? Yeah, it's, it's like a sellout. It was it was they became a pop band with the structure of a punk, like it, making like hey, let's make punk songs, but for a mass audience. Radio, yeah. yeah, like all the small things and all of those songs that came out on on those albums. It's like no, this is going to be on pop radio. This isn't just going to be on rock radio. Right. Uh, so they they were very aware of that. Good for them too. Sure, I don't, you know they're not bad people. Well, that one dude is Christian now, so fuck him. Oh jeez, Tom DeLong. What what does he do that's Christian? Uh, well, for a while, I think he like uh, he wasn't into the Blink stuff. Like when they broke up for a little bit, 
he kind of went on and did his own like serious punk bands like <laughs> oh he had his own show boxcar racer or whatever the fuck they were called and he was like yeah you know i don't want to make those jokes anymore like blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> meanwhile none of his newer bands like angels and airwaves was another shitty band that he had none of those bands sold anywhere near the, the shit that blink sold <laughs> so 10 years later of course there's a fucking reunion and like yeah <laughs> the other two guys uh mark hoppus and travis barker were just like yeah we don't know what the fuck is up with tom long uh, we're gonna fucking just chill at least he didn't whatever. name it like tom's blink 182 <laughs> or whatever that was yeah <laughs> created his own name that's good oh dead kennedys that was another one i oh, love yeah. the dead kennedys though mm-hmm. that's fucking great punk rock uh so yeah that was that was a little punk tangent <laughs> a lot of you we got no call six four six nine two nine one three five seven that's the phone number we'll do a little more metal talk and we'll wrap it up with some wrestling talk because oh, we yeah. did check out a tna taping earlier this week and then <clears throat> i had a little story that you didn't really witness happening i don't think oh well let's get into it uh well, you want you can roll out the story what we did and all that. Sure, yeah. Uh, well, I I got to score some tickets. TNA is the Impact Wrestling, maybe is what they're going by. There, they have a little brand identity issue, but TNA. So they're the the second largest wrestling company in the United States. They're on every Thursday on Spike TV, mm-hmm. and uh, a friend of mine was nice enough to give me some tickets to the show, mm-hmm. and I invited Darren and his lovely girlfriend Jennifer. It was in the Grand Ballroom in New York City. The which Grand was, Prospect Ballroom. <laughs> in the Manhattan Center. In the Manhattan Center, which is where they used to tape Raw, the early episodes of Raw. But it's actually, it seems much bigger than the Raw. They had to have, have redone it, I feel, right? Yeah. No, it's about. it seems about the same. Really? Me. Yeah. That's about what size it was. Okay. It was about 1,000, 1,500 people. Yeah. Uh, you used to have to run up the stairs when you went to Raw. There was a general admission. So there were seven flights of six flights of stairs you had to run up to. It was on the seventh floor. Yeah, and you, if you took, you could take an elevator, but you would get up there and be in the back. So it would be the fastest people who got up there would get to sit in the front. How, how often did you go? I went to basically every RAW when it was first wow. starting. How much were the tickets? Oh God, I don't even remember. Like 20, uh, nothing where it cheap, was like yeah, like twenty bucks, yeah, ten something bucks, something like that around that range. Yeah, that would be worth it. Sure, go to Raw, and they would be multiple taping. They would be the one live episode, and then like two yeah. or three. One, it, it varied. It's when they started out, they would they would tape one, and I'm trying to think because I, I think at some point in the beginning they were doing it live every week. Oh, and then wow. afterwards they started doing those tapings. So when they do it live every week, there would be dark matches though too, right? Because yep. it's only an hour show at the yep. time. Mm-hmm. So then, they were, how long? How much longer would they stay? Like two or three more matches? Uh, there, yeah, it was a few matches in the beginning. But I can't. I'm trying to remember, look it up. One, maybe we're off the air. Yeah, can look it up. But I think at some. I think they started live every week, and then at some point they started going to. Uh, okay, we're gonna take the next cutting. two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, so yeah, we went to this TNA show. We had amazing seats. We had fourth row, right set in the center. So we saw everything. I. I I didn't feel like my view was obscured, except there was a, a young child two rows ahead of us that would not sit the fuck down. He kept standing, and Rob yelled at him. No, no. What? I did not yell at the child. I yelled at his mother, who was also standing. And this was okay. Look, at a wrestling show, I feel like there's a statute of limitation for how long you can stand. Like, yes. granted, if there's if the action spills to the outside, mm-hmm. you're gonna everyone's gonna stand up because everyone wants to see what's going on. 
By the way, I have to be Sid. You said statuette of limitation. Oh, what is it? That was all- statute. Oh, st- I, was, I was pitching a little Oscar statute. award. There's a statu- <laughs> it's a statuette of limitation. Statute of limitation. Go ahead. Thank sorry. you. Uh, and so everyone has sat, sit, sat down uh-huh. and like everyone's down, but this kid and his mom are standing. And then like, I'm, I, I was like, I'm not going to say anything. But then all like they're wrestling on the mat and they're doing all the, all these toe holds and whatever. And I'm like moving my head back and forth, trying to sit. I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I doing this? And I think it was the nicest heckle ever. Cause I was just like, Please sit down. <laughs> please just sit down. Please. Yeah. I could have been like, sit the fuck down, bitch. Yeah, but you did yell at them. Just the kid was sitting down. You did say something to him. It wasn't no, me. No, I, I, I didn't just, like, when the kid was standing by himself, I, I was like, I'm not going to ruin uh, this kid's fuck. I could see over the kid. It was his fucking mom. No, but he was standing on the chair at uh, one point, and you were like, sit down already. It wasn't really mean. You didn't like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was just like out of frustration because I'm just like, come on, I want to watch the show too. Because it is rude. I feel it's so rude. You're blocking everyone's view behind you. Uh, But then again, I paid nothing for it, so I really shouldn't be complaining. But But still, yeah, just the point. You know. But it was really fun. I always enjoy going to a live wrestling event, specifically when I'm with with Darren, because we entertain each other with our dumb chants. Yeah, (laughs) and. Uh, your girlfriend though uh, was not having a good time because she was she was the odd man out, not not so. not in the sense of that, that like we weren't like bringing her in on our fun, but it was like it was the the way we were sitting was like I was sitting it was me you and then your girlfriend and then another the party right. yeah and then and then those guys were getting drunk and belligerent right well I think what it was oh so you did see that going on oh well you mentioned it to me after the show I well heard. this well she was like it was you were on the left I was in the middle she was on the right and then to the right of her was this fucking well first of all let's let's back up we got in there and there were three empty seats to our right this fucking like out of shape like maybe 25 year old like white guy scumbag <laughs> kind of yeah. like waddles into the row he looks we had moved over because you and i are big guys yeah so you sat in your seat and we each sat one seat to the right with a space between me and you yeah so it's like when someone comes we'll squeeze together you know so the guy comes he sees her sitting there and he looks at his ticket and he goes you're in my seat <laughs> right? you're in my seat like that <laughs> like a tough guy yeah so i look he's at the him. dorkiest white dude he's very dorky like yeah. these are not what guys was wearing a macho man shirt. i would have i could have easily knocked them both on their fucking ass and they're and so so she gets up you know i didn't say nothing yeah we'll move into and during the show he keeps fucking drifting like slowly over to her and he's like knocking into her shoulder uh, with his stupid us. chants and he's by the way chanting the stupidest fucking thing like Christy Hemi is there. Yeah. You know, she's the ring announcer, and she had, like, side boob on her dress or whatever. Christy's side boob. And he's yeah. the only guy doing it, you know. Uh, for maybe the first hour of the show, any yes. time she was around, yep. he, was, he was doing it. The so same thing. Shut up. And over then, and over. He said some really, uh, again, there were kids in the audience. Yeah. And now, uh, granted, there was eventually a shut the fuck up chant. Yes. But I, I always feel like starting a chant like that, that is excusable. That is a wrestling chant. But starting a chant with a curse word in it is, is just like, I feel that's not, cla- that's like making you as a wrestling fan look like a douchebag. Exactly. And he was not a shame. He was like not, a like he was doing the shittiest, like the yeah. most offensive chant, like, let's rape Christy. Yeah, no, no, shit no, no, like, like that. Basically, yeah. he didn't say that, but. You're a dumb bitch. Yeah, you know? you're, on, you're on the, it was on the verge <laughs> of like vocal rape. Yes. 
but so yeah. That, so there was that, and then so then, like uh, he just kept nudging closer and closer and closer to my girlfriend, who was just sitting in the chair. She's not that vocal, you know. She doesn't stand up and fucking chant. She enjoys wrestling yeah. a lot, but she doesn't. You know, actually stand up and she takes it all in. So she was sitting there and she's like leaning more and more into me <laughs> because because this fucking stupid fat ass is like getting in her personal space. Ugh. So finally he gets out. He, he, he goes to get beer with his friend and he fucking like shoves through the row. They're very tiny rows. Yeah. And he just shoves through, just bumps the shit out of all of us. And I said, I tell you what, let's turn. Let's switch. So now she goes next to Rob. And I'm on the side where this guy is. He comes back double fisting with beer. He almost spilled it all over Rob and me and her. And he gets to where his seat is. And now he's standing perfectly stock still because I'm there. He's like, I'm not knocking into this guy who's bigger than me. So after that, he was still making a stupid ass chance, but he stayed in his little... He hovered in his own zone, you know. Yeah, because I was so right. You know, when we went to, a I Ring heard of you Honor were like, show, if he slid, if he spills just a drop of beer, I mean, I'm gonna fuck him up. I, I did, and also, and also, she, I, t- I kept asking my girlfriend, "You want me to knock this guy out?" Yes, no, and she's like, "No, nah, calm down." She doesn't want me to make an asshole out of myself. But I was so ready to fucking punch this guy in the mouth. Yeah. And you remember we went to a show where I almost beat somebody up. Yes. Because I get agitated at the stupid ass wrestling. Like if I go to a a sporting event other than wrestling, I feel like I don't get into situations like that. But when we go to wrestling. Super alpha male at wrestling. Not because it's wrestling. It's because (laughs) of how stupid the fucking people there are. Yeah, there's such shut-ins. Like there, uh, so many wrestling fans, and I know we have a lot of wrestling fans in our audience. I'm not talking about anyone. Like yeah, I feel like we have good fans, yeah, but not a lot all of, wrestling fans are. A like lot this. of people who go to wrestling shows are fucking like no social life and no totally socially awkward and and to- and they're basically the worst kind of heckler in that they just want to put themselves over. Yes, uh, in the sense like they're not contributing anything to the show with right. their chant they're just trying to be make themselves noticed and the show is not about you exactly. you one person it's sure it's about audience interaction with the, the whatever's happening in the ring but calm the fuck down yeah so uh i wanted to calm him down but <laughs> it, it never got and i want to just say thank goodness you and your girlfriend switched because right after that Darren was saying how there was an extra seat. The person in that extra seat came in, and it was basically Mark Henry was sitting next to me. (laughs) Mark Henry is a very large African-American wrestler. That's what I do. This guy... I, 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 he seemed like a very, very nice guy. Uh, yes. From, from his interactions with his friends. And we tried general. to get go through the row, and he was so trying to get out of the way. Yeah. So I'm so sorry. So huge that, like, when I would stand up to, like, look at the action, because that fucking kid was in front of me, and I couldn't <laughs> see anything. And then, like, if I tried to sit down, I was, like, sandwiched. I'm a big guy, and I was sandwiched. Between your girlfriend and this guy, and not to say that you know your girlfriend no, is not. She's like five two. Uh, God, thank goodness she was there because if it was like between you and him, and like we yeah. would be like all three of us would be incredibly uncomfortable. Yep. <laughs> and also, she would have gotten molested by that guy. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that as well. His chance. Yeah. Uh, the show itself was fun. Uh, it was it, honestly better than I expected. It, they it, wanted it. Like, by the way, sorry. They want to ask you if you chanted sexual chocolate at him. Oh no no! I didn't say <laughs> no. I didn't want to say anything mean to the guy. He's not- oh, they were doing racist uh, chants in the fucking crowd. I can't. Uh, I wish I fucking wrote it down on my phone. But uh, when Bobby Lashley was fighting, yeah, they were saying some racist shit. Do you remember what it was? Really? No, I yeah. don't remember at all. Uh, 
fuck, I can't remember. Well, if it comes to me, I'll, I'll say it. It wasn't like Aaron N-word, you know, this and that. But My favorite thing that happened was that. It was something like pick cotton or go back to uh, something like that. Yeah, I know. the worst. Something like along those lines. Go ahead. Uh, there was this wrestler called The Freak uh-huh. who was Rob Terry in a mask. <laughs> and they were he was in a tag team match and he was getting the hot tag. So his partner was getting beat up for like a few minutes. And then he comes in to, like, get the crowd going. Yeah. And his big offense is basically, body, like, one body slam to one of the guys. The other guy runs at him. He body slams that guy. Yeah. Then the first guy runs back at him. He body slams him. Eight then times. the other guy body slams him. And, like, yes, there's, like, so many body slams. Meanwhile, the crowd is dead. And me and Darren look at each other. And we're, like, laughing. So then we start chanting, more body slams. <laughs> we... We body, slam. body slam, and then like every for every body slam, we were going nuts. Like, oh my god, how many <laughs> body slams does he have in him, King? I've never seen such endurance. And my favorite thing was we started chanting like the the, the match was coming to an end. This match was so bad that we couldn't even like. The audience didn't get the cue that this is the final sequence. Yeah. Because we started chanting, body slam, body yeah. slam. <laughs> but meanwhile, the pin is happening. One, two, three. Yeah, we didn't realize. And it. I just remember the guy, the freak's tag team partner, heard us. Yeah, he looked and smiled and at us. looked over and like, like, <laughs> like we made him pop. And that was like my job here. That is how you are a good smart wrestling fan <laughs> you're chanting you're you're disrupting the show while still contributing to yep. it and the and the wrestler on the apron is so bored that he looks yeah that he acknowledges laughs. it yeah. <laughs> by the way that the partner was mike knox aka mike knox sucks cox from At, the uh, shitty name, ecw his name in tna is nux nux mike like knuckles yeah, yeah. Okay. all right now that's his, t- his, his uh, trademarked t- i promise i won't say anything bad about tna it was it was fun. It was a good time. <laughs> I had a good time. I will say that. And uh, we and saw, Dixie Carter got power. We saw we table. saw a uh, uh, middle aged housewife uh, get get power <laughs> off through a table. Why not? Bubba Ray Dudley. Crowd went nuts for that. And uh, oh, but the, I gotta say one thing. Uh, this, this is not really negative, but there was so much ECW nostalgia on this show. Oh, absolutely. Well, they played so overdone. They absolutely. And it, I agree. Like. There was a lot of hardcore and a lot, and it was just like, that was fine. I didn't have a problem with the match right. being hardcore and all. But that. A, yes, a lot of throw, a lot of callbacks to ECW. But they each one came out and did the same thing. Oh, hello, New York City! Like, all right, we're like, here in the craziest city of them all. You're the fifth person that said that. Oh, we know we're in New York City. Yeah, like, shut the fuck up, right? Uh, that uh, I'm trying to think of like. Forced nostalgia. What, what was with the Tommy Dreamer that cut a promo? Yeah, like uh, you know, I don't know how much this body has left, <laughs> but I want to say that I love New York. <laughs> you are the best, <sighs> the, the best people, and they're all cheering. Like, all right, yeah. I want to see fucking wrestling already. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Uh, the one critique I will say is in the first match of the night. Oh, this is bad. it was a false count anywhere match. And the first wrestler, Bobby Roode, comes out. Mind you, now they want to get the crowd hot for the show. This is the first match of the event. Bobby Roode comes out. He gets a a respectable ovation. Uh And then his opponent, MVP, is not coming out. The music plays. His music's playing. He's not coming out. Bobby Roode gets on the mic and says, if MVP's not coming out here, this is a false count anywhere match. I'm going back there to get him. 
In the first match, the first like the first thing that happens is both wrestlers are not in the ring. There's I'm not exaggerating. At least five minutes yeah. where we were just standing there going like, "What? What? This? this no Titantron. Yeah, no there, screen. There, there's no screen to like show you what's happening backstage. <laughs> so there was nothing going on in the first five minutes of the show. Mm-hmm. It, it, it that didn't make sense. It's hilarious. Now to counteract that. The Hardys reunited, yeah. which uh, in the last few years have kind of like, the Hardys go, yeah, they, they don't mean anything to me. But when I was when I was like 15, 16, they were absolutely my favorite wrestlers. Great. Thing. They were so fun to watch and they were cool. They were like the only like rock guys at the time because mm-hmm. they were like Team Extreme. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. They like the same music that I do. So I very much related to them on that level as like a 15 year old wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, there was like a nostalgic feeling to it. And they wrestled. A newer team, the Wolves, who are two good wrestlers, Eddie Edwards, Stevie Richards, who used to be in Ring of Honor, had an amazing, like the best match of the card, without question. And the Hardy Boys were not dicks. They they lost the match to the Wolves, and they put them over. Like like a million bucks. But is Matt Hardy staying around there, or is that just like he appeared? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. He was on the next day's taping as well, so they might be writing him in. Mm. You never know. But TNA, that, that was our TNA experience. And then we got rushed out of an Asian fusion place. Oh, yeah. And we had dinner. I'm like, oh, sorry, the kitchen's closing. <laughs> if the kitchen's closed, we're going to bring all 10 dishes you ordered at one time. Yeah. Because the chef wants to go home. That's what And we actually got our entrees before we got our appetizers. But it was good. It was very, very good. I would absolutely eat there again. Um, at Alpha Fusion. Mm. If you're in New York, and uh, Alpha Fusion, please give us a money. Uh, yeah, like a yeah. live read or uh, a cu- <laughs> a coupon for a free dinner. Give us money. Fuck that. I'll take give a free dinner. Money. I'll take money. Well, if we went there to have dinner, we'd have to spend money. So if they give us a free dinner, that's almost like money. I want money to spend on what I want. I'll choose. Fair, fair. <clears throat> uh, all right. Well, uh, one last thing. Let's talk about Metallica again. Sorry. What's going on? Well, uh, Metallica's uh, always in the news. I feel like I, I write about them at least once a day. Thanks, thank, man. Thank goodness, because it does get the hits. Uh, but they've started talking about eventually hanging it up. Uh-huh. They're all around 50 years old. Well, Lars is the oldest. Lars is 51. One of these Otachach is going to uh, hang it up. Well, here they are talking about, like, Kirk Hammett... Uh, is talking about oh it's physical uh, yeah. tendonitis tinnitus ligament atrophy accidents repetitive stress injury tennis elbow those things creep into the mix ah uh, poor guy it's like fucking hell I just want to play guitar but my <laughs> shoulder and elbow are screaming no yeah. your head st- wants to do one thing and your body wants to do another stand in one place playing the same fucking song hundred fifty thousand times well come on though I mean if you're <laughs> if, if you're in a metal like in Metallica. They've been touring 30 years. Let's say they've been touring 25 of those years. Okay. I mean, that takes its toll. Uh, they, I'll do that for $150 million, though. Right. Oh. right. They're not necessarily complaining. They're just telling you the reality. Okay. Like uh, James Hetfield goes, sometimes my throat just says, fuck you, James. Yeah. Not tonight. <laughs> not tonight. No. Not tonight. No. Not going to fuck tonight. No. 90. Uh, I got a headache. And they just say, oh, we just have to work through it. 
And then Lars is the main thing that I truly don't feel that I can really help shape is the physical <laughs> side of what we do. It's good. getting tougher and tougher. I don't know how long it can last in terms of the physicality of it. Can we do this? Uh, can we do this when we're sixty at this level? At seventy? I don't know. It turned into Thor at the end. Sorry, anything eventually turns into Thor. It was good in the beginning. I'll say that. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, so Metallica might not be around for much longer. I say they have at least. A month. <laughs> no. no. Uh, at least five years. Now. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like if they would, I can't, like, the money is so good for them, I can't really see them retiring. Mm-hmm. But if they do, I feel like they would absolutely do, like, a crazy retirement tour. <laughs> what, what's so funny? I don't know. It's just the oh, the importance where they think that we have to know when the exact moment they're retiring. No, it's, it's just... <laughs> You want to retire? Fucking uh, no, retire! I feel like they would they would milk it. They would, they would milk it for the money. Like this is the last time you can see us. <laughs> Fuck do I? <laughs> Don't fucking retire! Don't retire! Don't give a shit! <laughs> what a story! My God! Oh, Metallica might retire. Why am I laughing so hard? No, that was. Everyone must know when we're going to retire. My back hurts. No, they were asked about it. It's not like they declared it. They're just like, oh, how long do you guys think you. I'm just ball busting. (laughs) When's uh, when's Megadeth going to retire? What's the update on that? Someone asked them that. (laughs) They're working on a new album. Oh, oh, it's supposed to be it's supposed to be really heavy. (laughs) Yeah. Like that last one was. Mm -hmm. I'll go on a limb. I'm going to say it sounds exactly like Megadeth. (laughs) I bet you it sounds like Megadeth. Like old, like new Megadeth. Not like like just like Megadeth. Just going to have. Yeah. General Megadethery. (laughs) Yes. All right. They're not going to break any new ground. (laughs) Unless, you know, Dave Mustaine buys a house or something. He'll break some ground. How about Psyopus? When are they? Uh, they're not doing new albums, but they did announce a few shows on the East Coast. I'm going to go see them in a few weeks. Really? Playing ABC No Rio. That's a stretch for you. You're not a big fan of Psyopus. I love Psyopus. Come on. <laughs> they were the first band ever interviewed on Metal Injection. Mm. Fun fact. Can we get? Can we find out when Anthrax is breaking up? <laughs> when the checks stop clearing. All right. Or, oh. or when Joey Bellinana croaks, that's probably... Didn't that happen like 20... <laughs> not, not, not Joey. I meant when the checks, but that too. <laughs> I thought you were didn't Joey they put talk? out a whole fucking album that didn't make them any money or something? No, their last album did really well. No, there I'm talking the... about Front uh, whatever, 459. What? Front 24... Uh, Stomp, whatever that was. <laughs> Stomp 247. Didn't that uh, not get put out by the, the record company? It wasn't there some I don't story know. or whatever. I don't know. But their last album did really well. And they're, I think they're putting out a new one uh, this year or, oh, okay. or early next year. They're, they're in the midst of finishing that up. Okay. That's your world, world needs more Antrax, I'll tell you that. <laughs> sure, why not? Who's the singer on that? Joey Belladonna. He's their singer now. For like, well, they, for now. No, they, said, later, could no, be they, they said that it's just if he quits that... The, they're not going to do if it. I don't know. It's not like he's even in on the discussion. Like, they're just in another room. If he quits, you know. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know what that old fucker is going to do. All right. We did it, Darren. <laughs> what? 
Nothing. That was just an absurd. Uh, Metallica's gonna retire. We need a story about that. We need someone to do a follow-up story to make sure they're still retiring. <laughs> You're gonna throw a party when Metallica retires. No more of this. No. No, I wouldn't want them to retire. Then we'll have nothing to write about. Mm. <laughs> you see, that's going away. Yeah, we don't want that to go away. No more of that. <laughs> oh, wow. All right, do we have anything uh, to play us out? What would you like? Maybe we could, <laughs> Maybe we could do a parody. A Cu- couple of dings. I'm still a little uh, discombobulated with my drops here. Mm. What, which parody would you like? What's something we haven't heard in a while? I'm trying to think. Mm. Eminem song. What was his song? Eminem and the Iron Sheik. Uh, I mean, oh. Or we could play the Robert. We could play no, the Noah one. Did you hear the Noah one lately? Which was the Noah one? Squirt's so good. Oh, let's do that. It's. Our tribute to Noah. Because Noah doesn't like it, so we can... Oh, I got bad news. I don't have that. Okay, well, I just have... We'll play the, the skit that we did uh, on the squirter. Oh, I have that. Yeah, I have it as you well. Can, you can play. Yeah. All right, so here we go. We're out of here. Thank you for tuning in. We did it. We got through the show together, Darren. I couldn't have done it without you. It no. felt like the, uh, the old uh, Brooklyn College. Yeah. yeah. I literally couldn't oh, have done it without you. There's a request for a medicine man here. Play that. Is that with Medicine Man? Sure. Let's do that. Uh, we will not be on the air next week. Live. Week off. We will, yes, we will be on tape. Uh, but we will be doing a tribute to the great Dave Brockie. Yes. And we'll... we'll the late, come, great Dave. The late, great Dave Brockie. Where and we're gonna, Sid's late cat. We're going to... Uh, play all of the amazing interviews that we've done with Dave over the years when he would call in and then we're going to end it with like the hour and 20 minutes of of him belligerently telling us stories of early Guar and that is worth, that's maybe like the best radio we've ever had. I'm looking forward to that a lot. I mean that sincerely. Tune in to the Dave Brocky tribute mixtape next week and we'll see you back here in two weeks.